0: You've heard of them, you've seen them, influencers. And the first thing that jumps into our mind might be people that have a big following on social media. They are influential people and they've been labeled influencers. It's not quite what we're talking about today though, because I believe that each of us have the ability to grow the influence that we have in day-to-day interactions all around us. In this episode, we're talking about influence. Welcome to Communication on Point podcast. I'm your host, Dean Hefta, and this program is designed to bring ideas and insights that help you to grow your leadership and improve your communication, whether you're a owner of a small company, a leader inside an organization, or focused on improving your ability to lead your family. Let's get started. Influence. It's one of those things that many of us really want to continue to grow and have, but in a way, we don't pursue it. It's Sometimes it's seen as a thing that you either have it or you don't. You're born with it or you weren't born with it. Like it's this genetic thing like, well, I don't know, they've just always been very influential. And are there traits and behaviors that people have a predisposition for, you know, like a, a charisma, a energy, an attraction that even as, as young people, people could sense there was something different? Absolutely. Of course there is. But at the same time, influence is learnable. We can grow. We can change. We can improve the influence that we have in the world around us. And so what is influence? It's one of those words that we throw around. When I think of influence, ultimately, it's the impact on the behaviors of the people around me. That's as simple as I think about it. Now, sure, we can impact the thinking, the beliefs, the feelings, you know, those things on people around us. But ultimately, I believe it comes down to the behavior. That's when you can see influence has occurred, how people are behaving. And so that's what it is. But what makes it so important? Well, ultimately, we are a social creature. We are designed to be connected to others. We are designed to have community with others. And that means there is always signals. There's always information flowing between us and others. And through those signals, we have the ability and maybe even the responsibility to be influential. Now, certainly, influence can be either positive or negative. It's it's a neutral thing. And any parent knows there's this concern they have of what kind of kids are their friends going to hang out with and the reason they have concern is they know the power of influence the people that i'm around are going to have an influence on my kid and so they want them to pick positive influences that same thing goes for how we spend our time and who we spend our time with as an adult you know the people that we bring onto our team the people we hire the people we use as consultants and coaches the friends that we hang out with, the people in our circle of influence. See, all of those people are also going to influence us. So we need to be clear about, you know, what's happening with the people that I'm interacting with? What influence am I experiencing? The things that I'm watching are going to influence me. But there there is also a transaction occurring of the people that I'm going to influence as well. So today, I just want to talk about three ways that we can grow our own influence in those relationships. And I'm talking in a positive way. My desire is for anything that we learn when it comes to leadership and communication and and anything in that space is that it's applied in a way that benefits the people around us. So, The first one, if we think about that interaction that we have with another person, if we want to grow our influence, one of the tools we can use, one of the approaches we can use is curiosity, sincere curiosity, not a fake curiosity, like, well, I I read this article that said I need to ask more questions, and uh, if people see me as being curious, then I'll have more influence. If that's our mindset, if we're if we're looking at the end to construct the beginning, people are gonna see right through it. They sense if they're talking with somebody that's just manufacturing questions and are actually just waiting to talk. The key is the sincerity of the curiosity. And that that curious mindset means that I really want to understand. And there's many aspects that we can understand. We can understand what does this person really want? What are the experiences they've really had? What do they see as being the major factors? That type of curiosity to seek to understand what, what this person cares most about, what they, really, what they really value, the things that they've experienced in their past, the dreams and the hopes they have for the future, all of those are spaces that we can explore in our curiosity, something magical happens, you know, so much of our day we spend just kind of going through transactions. And rarely does somebody stop and have a a deep interest in understanding who we are, our hopes, our dreams, our fears, our desires, all of those things. That's rare. And so anything that's rare can also be seen as valuable. So that means if I can do something that's rare, show sincere curiosity in the individual that I'm talking with, I can do something that's valuable. And so how do we grow our curiosity? Well, for, I, I believe it begins with having an awareness. Like, do I really want to understand? Do I care about this person enough to invest the energy to be curious? And when we take on that mindset, I believe that our questions and our demeanor and our eye contact flows from that. That sincerity flows out from that. So the first thing we can do is maybe take an inventory of ourselves. You know, how curious am I really to learn in this interaction? Another is to prepare. Maybe I'm going to have lunch with a friend and we haven't connected for a few months. What are some areas that I could explore with them that I'm curious about? And they're going to experience that. It's going to be a positive experience for them. See, this is an act of service. And so preparing my mind for that time together can be helpful. And then when I'm there, what do I do with my distractions? My phone, things that are going on around me. How do I eliminate the potential to draw away from my attention? Because without attention, it's really hard to be curious or convey the curiosity. You know those times where somebody's you know, busy texting or taking care of an email on their phone. Every once in a while they look up and say, yeah, oh, that's really interesting, yeah, that's great. But you know their mind isn't really there. So I have to manage the distractions in the moment to increase that sincere experience of curiosity. Okay, that's the first one. The second one is using story. Maybe you're going on a job interview Maybe you are uh, getting interviewed on a program like this. Uh, maybe you're talking with a coworker about a problem or a challenge or, or something that you've experienced. It's really easy when somebody asks us a question to respond with a fact, to give a very clear or crisp or specific answer. And the more complex the subject, you know, a lot of times that might be very very much the correct answer right if somebody says hey how many miles is it to a certain city you can and should give a very clear answer "Eh, it's about 80 miles great that's not the time for a story about when you traveled to that city that's not the point stories grow our influence because they can captivate people into the real message that's under the story so what's in a story? Maybe you are interviewing for a job, and they ask, you know, uh, let's say this situation comes up, how would you handle it? And a question like how would you handle it immediately in your mind triggers all kinds of things that need to be uh, assessed and observed and understood and discussed. And so you have a choice. You can either go through and explain a checklist of the things that you would do in this hypothetical situation or even more powerfully because we as people you think about sitting around a campfire we tell stories we are storytellers because there's messages you think about you know the mythology of the ancient world inside that mythology are stories that convey meaning so we're meaning makers and if they ask me explain what you do in the situation If I'm already clear in my mind of different scenarios that have really illustrated how I solve problems, how I create value, how I approach the customer, whatever that is, I can use that as a vessel to share my message, my values, my expertise. So I might say, well, that situation reminds me of something that happened just about five years ago. And here's how it went. We were working to create this thing, right? So that's the goal. You're you're working to solve this problem, create this outcome. And we encountered this problem along the way. Okay, so we find this hurdle that occurred. We have this obstacle we have to deal with. Ah, now there's a challenge. The person listening to you is like, oh, yes, I know exactly. I mean, they're thinking, I know exactly how that happens. I've had that same experience. That's what they're thinking to themselves and now they're captivated, They, you have their attention, and they want to know, so how did you solve it? And so then you lay out, here's how we approached it. Here, this is what I did. These are the players I brought into it. Here's how we tackled it. And here was the result. Suddenly, you've been able to take a very complex, multiple moving part thing that you would maybe have to draw on the entire wall if you're going to explain it using facts, but you're able to encapsulate it in a story. And that story brings emotion that the facts drawn on the wall don't have, and it's the emotion that sticks with the person. And if we think about what is influence, influence having an impact on behavior, if that, if that emotion stays with the person after I am gone... It's influential if it has an impact on their behavior, if they choose to move me forward in that interview process. That's how we know it was an influential story. So that was number two. Use story. You can practice. You can prepare. Maybe you're going on an interview. Think about these key examples. A friend of mine just gave me this example um, uh, last week, said, you know, the thing that has helped him was being ready with illustrations from his past that convey his expertise. And for many of us, you you don't just generate those on the spot. You want to have some preparation, some primer. So think through great illustrations from your past that can convey that story and your odds of influence go up. Last one. This is maybe unexpected. And for some of us, it can be very challenging. Others of us, not so challenging. (laughs) It's asking for help. Ben Franklin understood this very clearly. One of the pieces of advice that he had is, you know, if you have somebody that you want to build a relationship with, or maybe somebody that you've had a broken relationship with, one of the best ways he found to strengthen the relationship, develop a new one, or mend an old one, was to ask a favor. He might ask if he could borrow a book that he had heard they had in their library. And something magical happens. When we ask a favor, you think about that. We are opening ourselves up. We are becoming vulnerable to someone else. And we are putting them in a position that is higher than us, a position of power. And often in our minds, we might think, well, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to put them out. I don't want to be an inconvenience. But think about what asking a favor conveys. When someone asks you a favor, you know, you might have a few responses. You know, one of them might be, they are always asking me for help. They apparently can't do anything on their own. Okay, that might be a certain person. But in general, let's say you have a kind of uh, loose acquaintance with somebody. And they call you up and they say, you know, I've heard you're really good at this thing, or I heard that that you could be really helpful with this thing. Would would you help me? Think about that message. In that moment, they have said, you are special. You have a unique skill. And I need your help. And this, this power of reciprocity begins to come into the relationship. And now you owe them one, right? And now they 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 have this like contribution that they've made and you've conveyed this ultimate way of admiring somebody by asking for their help, their expertise. And so often we don't think of the power of asking for help, but it is a excellent tool to actually grow the influence. And you think about that, let's say a few weeks down the road, somebody says your name and it comes up to them after they've helped you and it's been a good experience for them. They're like, oh yeah, I mean, they're they're quality people, right? There's just something that magically changes in that relationship when we're able to ask for help, and so that might take us getting over ourselves, our need to do everything ourselves, our fear of putting others out and being a bother to them, and say, you know what, maybe asking for help uh, is a way of of doing them a favor, and so. Uh, It's a tool that we can have in our influence toolbox. So there's the three. Getting our mindset into that of a curious mode grows our influence. Using stories to convey solutions and ideas brings people in and they can begin to see things and feel things in a different way than if it was just laying out a series of facts and asking for help. Asking for a favor changes the relationship and actually increases the influence that we have within it. So I hope as you move forward this week and into the future, you can put some of these to work to increase the impact that you have on people's behavior around you in a positive way. If you have any questions, ideas, or other thoughts you want to chat about, I love hearing from listeners of the program you can reach out to me at dean at That's D-E-A-N at C-L-A-R-U-S results.com. Thanks for joining me on this week's session. I look forward to having you a part of next week. Make it a great one. Take care.